Welcome, I'm Bastet. I'll be running your operation. The project's official name is the Adventurer's Research of Abnormal Civilian Experiences, or Project Arrowace for short, to investigate the unusual occurrences that have been happening everywhere recently. I've hired you all for your hands-on experiences. I'm going to be honest, I think we should run. I don't know, I'm not a wizard in real life. Tentacles belong in the ocean! I also lost all my food, so Delphi, in a few hours you might start looking really delicious. Okay. <laughs> you can't just kind of hand wave and say, oh yes, it's clearly from another plane of reality, without that implying a lot about a very powerful wizard doing it, or a university of powerful wizards doing it, or a god doing it. It lets okay. us know that when these other anomalies have been happening, it's potentially due to the use of temporal or spatial magic. Who are you? I saw you in some kind of dream, but I think there's more to it than that. We need to talk. I can't tell you exactly why I did all the things I did, but I did Okay? Can everyone please roll for initiative? Oh, I nearly cut so hard. <laughs> An actual play podcast made by actual Okay. I real made me laugh. Air raid siren. I succeeded. I wrote someone. We are a group of people who identify as somewhere on the aromantic and or asexual spectrum playing 5th edition D&D with a twist. Every character's past, present, and future is based on a card drawn from the deck of many things. I am Ellie. I use they, them, and she, her pronouns. And you can't see it right now, but I'm doing all kinds of finger guns in different directions to try, try and sort of match the pitch and tone of what I'm saying. You know saying. what? It's, it's working. Um, thank you. Uh, maybe this is what all professional radio presenters um, do. I have a suggestion in for your boots. M this week. Yeah, what I think is it? Marigold or Magnolia would be nice. Ooh. Oh, I always there's that who who wrote the song Marigold? I don't know. I don't know that song. Oh my god, do I know? Ah, oh, it's a great song. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You can't play it on the hang podcast. On. <laughs> yeah, hang what, on. What? no, I can't. <laughs> Technically, we get six bars. Not that's true. It's not Nirvana. Not there's a different. There's a different Marigold song. I probably know that one. If you know the song Ellie's talking about, get in the comments. Yeah, tell us. We want to know. And like and subscribe. Exactly. (laughs) Reliant K! I knew it was like some emo-ass band. Reliant K. Oh, Oh. God, I forgot Reliant K existed. Um, Is that like Special K, but... 
<laughs> more reliable. <laughs> special special K, but for like 2013 era soft soft emo kids. All right. Anyway, yes, I'm a demisexual marigold, um, and my voice is not what it used to be. That's what getting old does to your kids. That is also what improper vocal practice does to you kids. Wop, wop. Pro tip, if you work in retail and you are also a voiceover artist and you spend a lot of de- the day just chatting because you're chatty, you should take better care of your voice. But I haven't, so we're going to live with my slightly throaty <laughs> phlegm for the rest of the episode. Oh. Would you guys nom, nom, like nom, to nom, introduce nom. yourselves? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Am. I play Tosia Atherdale, the party battle master fighter. We both use Jihar pronouns. No, I'm so panicked. Jihar pronouns. We've got to get the pronouns in there right at the end, last minute. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> my name is Chloe. I play Raina Riftwood, who is a tabaxi brogue. That's a bard and a rogue. Uh, she's not great at either of those things. She's less great at them both together uh, and we both use she her Aww. pronouns Raina's doing great that's so mean that's so mean to Raina this is not Raina slander this is Chloe slander it's just because I don't know my own character sheet I mean, Mood. how long have we been playing this game too long too several long? years at least <laughs> yeah you make that joke but it's yeah, true too lo- you know what um, you're right I'm going to stop playing this game no! <laughs> the evil is uh, defeated hello i'm ariel i am i'm playing delphi the growfolk warlock uh i use she they pronouns and delphi uses she her pronouns there we go it's still so awkward when there's nothing to say after i'm sorry you should give us more fun facts i set a precedent and then you set a precedent and you remove we're taking a break we're taking a break from fun facts hey we managed it for like two years without fun facts i'm sure we can manage it again but why do we want to yeah but we had the precedent we haven't (laughs) set in our minds that there were going to be fun facts and now there's nothing sorry bub go oh yeah um i'm katie i'm playing morgan Fun fact, Morgan can fly and is a wizard. There we go. Um, <laughs> I use she or they pronouns. Morgan uses she, her pronouns. And yeah. Wow. Good to go. I feel like we definitely have had some, not criticism, but some gentle cajoling about how long the introductions are. And now <laughs> they are so short. Don't listen to the next episode of our WD guys. We're four minutes and 50 seconds into the recording session, so... This is... Not that This fast. is very, very short, though, comparatively. It's fine. It's because we... That's fine. We've got a lot of adventure to get through. We do. Yeah. <laughs> I real what? Sure. I don't know. I feel like people enjoy our intro. I think people it's enjoy our... I think. I think we bring a... A unique quirk and zaniness and and what other cringy words are there? It's called chaos. Yeah, they like us. They like to hear our voices because they're so good at speaking. When is the next episode uh, releasing? When is this releasing? This is not re- releasing for ages. Okay, like great. And so November? I can say this without spoiling. In a recent um, RWD episode that is out we do spend six minutes uh talking about the muppets 
uh, nice. for our intro. We did nice. do that. Yes. Only six minutes. I like how that. I like how you think that would be Cowards spoilers play. for our WDs if it would like spoil the plot or something. Well, apparently some people really like the zany quirkiness of a long-winded intro, Katie. So I'm just <laughs> the vibes good. <laughs> and you made me blow my mind. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Well, some bitch oh, of the Muppets. I saw some like Batman Miss Piggy <laughs> fan fiction on Tumblr the other week. <laughs> nah, she can't be a mother to the Robins. <laughs> okay, let's start the episode, please, Ellie. Start, yeah. start the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will wrestle this back on back on topic. What happened last time? We recorded two days ago, so this really should not be a stretch for y'all. There was a puzzle in the room to unlock the door jokes on you we were all very tired um yeah <laughs> uh yeah we we got rid of the lightning thing bold of you to assume i knew what was going on during that episode um we were like run away run away and it worked <laughs> twice we yes. solved your marble puzzle and then we went into a room and we did something right we found the like Generator oh, we found the room? big, the big ghost machine. We we we, we just yeah, came into a room and you described a big ghost machine. The ghost yeah. in the machine, you mean? Uh, oh my Oy! god! Boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, you did just like create the image of cyberpunk Basil Brush in my brain. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is beautiful. Cyberpunk Basil Brush is an episode title contender. I know this won't have any like influence on our Amer- on non-British listeners. Basil Brush was super gay, right, guys? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for totally sure. a dandy. Basil yeah. Brush, for those unaware, is a puppet of a fox, like a muppet, but a, a not a muppet. Yes, uh, was, was, was he not a squirrel? Because he had a brush tail. No, it was a fox. Was no, a that was definitely a very fox. small fox. It was a, it was a fox because he was like a posh guy. Like yeah, he's the opposite of the Muppets though, because unlike the Muppets, where one person is a human and the rest are puppets, he's the only puppet and everyone else is a human. No, but that's a classic children's TV thing. I think the bit is that he was the kind of posh, awful person who would do fox hunting, except he was himself a fox. I can see. Yes, I can see why Am said squirrel. Because looking at a picture of it does him, look like a squirrel. I he's assumed he was teeth. a squirrel he's my whole childhood. Teeth. I. I'm pretty sure he's meant to be a fox. He is a fox. He's definitely meant to be a he fox. He is a fox. But, um... I, to be honest, if you had asked me, I wouldn't have been able to remember. I would have said fox. But if you had said Basil Brush is a squirrel, he looks I like Rupert Everett if he was a puppet. <laughs> also, <laughs> this is important. Anyway, for... he said boom boom after he made jokes. <laughs> yes. Um. Also important reference for American audience. BBC's children programming had an obsession with having... Well, still does have an obsession with having a real human presenter and a puppet presenter. For, like, We're just so much of normal, stuff. Normal, innocent men. It's such a good bit, though. It is it's such a good bit. bit. It's incredible. It's such a good but, bit. But, like, my entire childhood... Children's TV was printed by a person... And a puppet. Hacker, Hacker and Ian! Hacker and Ian! There's... Ages us all very specifically. There, there's been so many. Was Ned the Bear a presenter at some point? Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bear Behaving Badly. Yeah. He was a legend. 
Yeah, yeah, oh, that, that was one. his show. Yeah. That was his spin-off yeah, show was... after being a presenter. <laughs> it's absolutely insane that these puppets had, like, the same kind of career trajectory as, like, famous TV show hosts that are humans. What, is one of them presenting Love Island now? <laughs> okay, I just searched up Bear Behaving Badly, and I did. I was reminded that he has an evil twin. Uh... Oh, I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> Never mind. What? Nothing. I just think if you Google that phrase. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Oh, and he had his little... He had his... He's also come up with a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's, but like... He had his little... He had his little Australian friend. Uh, Taskmaster is in session. Yeah. Crazy Keith? Yes. Right. Okay. Um, Distraction over. Um, no, we're staying on. Uh, <laughs> get um, rid of the episode. We're talking about children's TV from the early 2000s. Aha! I just Googled Crazy Keith, and the first line of the fandom wiki is Crazy Keith is an illegal immigrant koala from Brisbane who lives under the floorboards of Barney's flat with his inanimate girlfriend, <laughs> Doris. That's why he lives under the floorboards. That's why he's. That's why he's a secret. Why he's under the floorboards? That's so funny. That's I. I wish I could write something that funny. I. I fear I never will. That's hilarious. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. To get to slightly more sobering topics, you oh, you God, came into yeah. this final room, and it. You're in sort of the heart of the power plant, and there's um like kind of generators everywhere there's lots of wiring um there's a couple of balcony bits overhead that people can kind of walk across and observe the goings on below and crucially um there is this giant when i described it i don't know if i really got the the image that i have in my head is almost like the center of the tardis like it's like a a tube with stuff with the with the ghost faces and stuff in it and then there's almost like a console around it hey ellie yeah. you must have done a good job because yeah. that's exactly what i pictured last time Yay! oh my god am i am i good at theater of the mind maybe well you are a writer yay and also a doctor who expert kind that of too. this is i mean not an expert i wish i was an expert i, I yeah just, uh, just You're a, a professional Doctor Whoist. I was a, perfection, a p- professional Doctor Whoist for one summer. What a great summer. Anyway, so yeah, so you've, you've entered into this room. What would you like to do? So are the ghosts, like, moving up and down in the tube? Yeah. Kind of like, are they being, like, sucked out from one side to the other, or are they just kind of going up and down? They're, they're sort of... It's kind of hard to... To tell, but I mean, does it look like this is a cross section through some kind of massive ghost plumbing, or is this like one ghost tank? This is like one. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's a, a kind of ghost plumbing situation. It's probably okay. The best way. Like there is there is flow. Yeah, Taz is gonna walk towards it and kind of put her hand on the glass um, and look back at the others and be like. I really want to smash this open and let these people go right now, and it is taking everything not to act on instinct, but I defer to you. We should wait till we have more information. The first thing I want to do is check 
the um, platforms and stuff and make sure we're definitely alone. Um, yeah, sure, if you want to roll an Perception? Yeah, perception check. That is, ooh, that went quite well. That's a 22. Yeah, you can't see anybody on the, uh, on the platforms at the moment. Okay. We don't know if that'll let them go or it'll make things worse, so we better make sure before we do anything hasty. I might be able to try and teleport one of them out and then we can talk to them. That could work. I don't know. I'm not a ghost engineer. I gestured to the, the electricians. Yeah, Owen wheels herself forward and is like, let me take a look at this panel. Um, uh, Does it have, like, readouts? Readouts? Yeah, like any magic displays where it tells you stuff about the system. Oh, um, or print stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm asking. Oh, you're um, asking. You're Alwyn. asking Alwyn. No, I mean most of the most of this tech is. Hang on, let me see what I can do about it. Uh, and she kind of starts sort of fiddling with it, and I'm going to make her bold to see what she can figure out about this. Da 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 da. She says, can I get someone... Right, so... From what I can see, this is... It's not taking these ghosts from somewhere. It's like keeping them here. Does that make sense? Then why are they moving? I... I think that's something to do with the energy that's being generated. It's something... Uh, I I don't know anything about this, but it's some kind of... I don't know. Time or space magic, I guess? Whoa. I pull out my... The thingometer. thing when there's stuff. Well, yeah. this is Morgan's speciality. <laughs> yeah. You can tell by um, them calling it a thingometer. Yeah, it's not Katie's specialty, okay? <laughs> Katie, do you want to roll me? I'll let you choose either investigation, insight, or arcana. Uh, well, it's not going to be insight. Um, uh, investigation, I will roll. I'm so investigatorily. Uh, if I can find a d20. Uh, there it is. Oh, that's an 18 plus 12. <laughs> the legendary what? 30. What? Uh, I'd like to know everything <laughs> oh, you have yeah. written down on your DM notes. In fact, I think you should just send me your DM notes. Oh that's my god! Tell us everything. I mean, to be to be fair, I, I feel like <laughs> normally I would be like, that's not how roles work. But I think actually, in fairness, that when is... you get a 30, when you get a 30. It's pretty, it's pretty comprehensive, right? You're going to get a good understanding of what's going on. So, as you point the gravometer, you're pointing it towards the, the column. I'm pointing it first towards the column, and I also also wave it around just for, like the rest of the room as well, but yeah. mostly the column. So, you can see that coming from the column, there is a, an enormous amount of gravitational kind of flux, and the kind of the piping that's coming out from the column is almost sort of transferring this but then obviously when it gets to the generators you can kind of infer that it's being sort of converted into electrical energy. As you kind of investigate and have a look at the the control panel and the ghosts you basically you can see that 
the whatever this 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 machine is, that, and that bit you don't really understand because it's not your area, but you can tell that the mechanism isn't what is bringing the the, the ghosts. We'll call them for you know shorthand. This machine isn't actually pulling the ghosts from their own plane. They appear to be. If you, you can kind of see a, a panel that's almost like like a digital screen that's kind of monitoring the activity. They appear to be kind of glitching in and out of their own accord, but once they are here, what the machine does is brings them to this point and then keeps them here, almost like keeping that passageway open is what generates the energy. Does that make sense? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, yeah. It's so all... like an almost connection with the ethereal plane that they have to keep open in order to keep the ghost there and keeping it open is creating the energy almost like his dark materials yeah oh i was like i was like i'm sure there's a there's a <laughs> i'm sure there's a an example in fiction where this has been used before but i can't remember what it is that's what it is that's what it is yeah that's what it be that's what it be so like there's potential energy spoilers and... for his dark materials by the way Sauce. <laughs> I actually am not that familiar with the details of his dark materials law, just the obvious. You would love it. Yes. I know, I know. Oh, good. You would adore it. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like there's... it. The ghosts are trying to be pulled back, but it's blocking it and instead using that energy that's pulling them to power stuff? Yes, yeah, so it's... Yeah, so you... I think... I guess you can kind of infer with your 30 kind of infer that wherever these ghosts are coming from they for a reason totally external to this device have been kind of glitching in and out of where you guys are at the moment but yeah exactly what you just said this kind of keeping keeping them here is what's generating the energy okay i think if we stop whatever mechanism is holding them here they should just return to where they were from or at least will with time uh i think it might i think it might be more of the other plane stuff i'm sorry other plane stuff oh yeah there's a whole thing Tol saw into a fire portal for a bit once i think uh it, 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 there's been varying weird happenings I think the the ghosts appearing like this is a weird happening, but the reason that they're stuck here is uh, sort of taking advantage of the weird happening to generate this electricity. It's using the force. So if someone's taking advantage of something that's already happening, getting these ghosts out isn't going to change a thing. Well, it'll let them go. It'll make them a lot less upset and hopefully easier for them to... It's keeping them here. They would be returning back... That's what it's like. It's like they are running into the door yeah. over and over again, and instead of let, opening the door, they're just using the force of things hitting the door over and over again to turn a mill. But what they actually should just be doing is opening the door and letting them through. It'll be a lot easier if there's not a door trapping them all here. But we still need. We'll still need to solve them coming through in the first. Yeah. Hey, does. I think you should start swinging. Already doing it, already doing it. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I think I should try teleporting a ghost out so we can have a chat with them. No, okay, no. yep, yeah, sure. Sure. Okay, give me a second, I'm just gonna get up some information. AC for the ghost tube? Yeah, that's the one. 
I want to be very clear as well. I'm like... What did you expect us to do? You're telling me that wasn't in the DM sky. I'm going to try and gesture for them to get away from the glass, or if there's like a sparking or moving mechanism that I can destroy instead that seems it would be like the most helpful. Like, I'm, I'm not just... I'm a thinking man's rampage. Yeah. No, destroy the glass. <laughs> do it. Hello, hello, you lovely lot. It's me. It's only Chloe. You know the drill by now. It's break time. Go get a drink. Go get a snack. Look after yourselves. But in the meantime, you might consider listening to little old me because I'm here to tell you ways you can support our lovely little podcast. The best way you can support us is by joining our Patreon. For as little as £3 per month, you will get a shout out on the podcast and access to our Patreon-only Discord. Plus, there's a bunch of other tiers on there with much more exciting benefits, like access to our bonus content, our side quest episodes, for example. You can have access to DM notes and character sheets. You can get your own personalised message right here in the middle. Woo! And you can even... Have the opportunity to play TTRPG with us, with the cast. And we're basically celebrities at this point. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You can find that at patreon.com forward slash deck of many aces. Be sure to check it out. You can even join for free and get updates that way. Of course, if you're not prepared to pay per month, you can always make a one-time donation to our supporter ACAST link, which is right there in the episode description. Today's promo is for Billowing Hilltop, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast played by ancient British idiots. Come and join their weekly podcast as they play through the 5e Age of Worms campaign. Expect some silly voices, rules mongering and a lot of laughs, plus the occasional terrible song. You can find them wherever you find your podcasts or you can go to billowinghilltop.com to find out more. Roll the trailer! We're going to give it another go. It's a bit more zing. A bit of zing. Zing. Yeah, zing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready? Hello. Hello. With a hello. No, no, no. Hello. No, hello. No, wait, wait till I get through the whole thing. Ready? Wait till. Hello. With a billowing hilltop. Hello. Hello. Oh, dear. <laughs> wait till you get through the whole thing. No, no, I mean. I thought I that was the whole thing. The whole thing is hello <laughs> with a billowing hilltop. Okay. That's the whole thing. Yeah? Okay. Okay. That was right. Uh, that pretty much sums up the show. But if you want to find out any more, you can visit us at Is it com? Does anybody know? .org. Is it? <laughs> what do we do? What do we what do we play? There's monsters. Um, does anybody remember? Walking around. We don't know. And, yeah. And we will be delighted <laughs> if you to join us around our table as we play Dungeon. Is it fifth edition? Hello? Yeah, we think so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We what play Dungeons and Dragons. Sorry, that was me. What was that noise in the background? There will be noises in the background as we play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition through the classic Paizo adventure path, The Age of Worms. You can expect this. No! Quite a bit of this. Um, I'm completely lost. This. This. I've got a bugbear in my underpants. And one of these. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> we're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify and we're on TuneIn and you can find us on Twitter and you can find us on Facebook. Uh, and we uh, hope you join us. Thanks very much.
I can also message yeah. as many as I can to tell them to get away from wherever it is that mm. Toz is, is hitting. Like, we're breaking you out. Move out of the way. Nice. Okay. Yeah, to, to be honest, there doesn't look like there's a lot of room for the ghosts to even be able to move out of the way. There's, like, so... There's, you know, this is a column that is, like, maybe, like, a couple of foot wide and 15... Not probably more than 15 feet tall, but it's, it's very tall. But, like, they are crammed in there. There's, like, hundreds, if not, like a few thousand ghosts in there all sort of like being kind of pushed and pulled past um, I'm going to take one of my arrows uh, place it kind of against the glass and then use my hammer to kind of like try and make, uh, to, to, to find a shatter point basically instead of just going at it with my hammer because that's going to do a much better job Okay, cool um, I've got the AC up so roll me I see you mean the, ar- the arrow tip not like the whole arrow shaft yeah the the tip just the tip not the shaft yeah yeah <laughs> god damn it Ham. family friendly podcast the, the arrow shaft is an entirely sensible <gasps> normal thing to talk about <gasps> I'm sorry with my I'm not sure which attack bonus I should be using uh, but with my light crossbow that's a 21 and with my maul that's a 23 I think it would be your maul. Okay. Um, because it's the force of the it's the force yeah. of the damage rather than the precision of a crossbow. Yeah. And the yeah. Crossbow is distance, yeah. maul is close. And meets it beats it. Twenty three. So <laughs> Yeah. Twenty three is what I set I set it at because that's the AC of Adamantine <laughs> and I was like, you know what, I think this is gonna be some really strong. Not strong yards. enough. Not strong enough. Hey. So, so you pull back. So you, you kind of carefully fix your arrowhead in. You pull back. You swing, and the glass shatters and outpour hundreds and hundreds of ghosts. And you can see, like, you know, they they rush past you, and they're coming in almost like waves. God, this is a cool visual. It really is. Yeah, and as as they're all kind of flowing past, you you hear in your head, not in not out loud, um, but because I think we've established that Rainer's had this psychic connection with the ghosts before, you can hear like the sound of hundreds of people saying, "Thank you, thank you, thank you," and out of those voices, Taz, you hear a familiar voice that you haven't heard in a long time say well done love huh? I'm so so proud of you Toss like oh looks God. around oh, no. and the, you you turn around and you can see a figure of Loxodon but Nana Affordale already dissipates oh my God. you can respond oh I feel sick <laughs> my heart as this happens a few, thi- a few other things happen sort of somewhat understandably first of all is there an alarm? Yeah, there's a well. The the power plant plunges into darkness, um, and emergency lighting comes up on the side, and then sirens start blaring uh, louder than anything you've heard in in a long time. It's it's really deafening. All right, time to go. We need to run as you kind of make your way back towards the door over the din you hear a uh the sound of a gunshot 
whizzing oh, no. all past your ear. That feels like a really dangerous thing to do in a power plant. The power is off! Oh, we seem to just smash a bunch of stuff. It's fine. The, the, ah! the source of all the power is gone, so it's fine. As this, as, as this bullet whizzes past, I think, Toz's ear, you turn around and you see... Lyra Opulensis! <gasps> um, really? Never would have wow! guessed! Oh my, my god! god. Wow! Thunk it! <laughs> You're telling me the bad guy was the bad guy all along? No! She. She. Um, yells over the din. I do not think so. Project Arrowways, what in God's name are you doing I'm gonna here? Kill, I'm going to kill her. Well, you see, miss. Oh, okay. I'm not going to stop Toz. I'm going to let Toz run towards her. And I'll be like, where is I to do a job? And I think we've done it. Get in line. I've told you to deal with the problems on the surface. This is none of your business. This is the root of the problems, miss. I didn't ask you to address the root of the problems, though, did I? I asked you to deal with the ghosts on the surface. Can't solve a problem if you don't deal well, with the root of it. Well, thankfully, we don't work for you, personally. So, uh, whoops. I don't think you understand. There is no alternative to this. This is the future. In order to live our comfortable lives, they they may, they, there may be sacrifices that need to be made. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, I was like, going to say, is Toz there yet? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you it's just 600 oh. pounds of very angry like, elephant is, like, running towards her. Yeah, yeah, nah, I'm not going to listen to them say any of this. Okay, cool, yeah. Like, I'm going to kill her. Roll initiative. I'm going to kill her. I got a, nice. I got a 21 yeah. on, on initiative. Oh, yeah. I got a 23. Nice. Oh, my God. Oof, so stealthy. I got a 10. So... I got a... Hey, 26. It's Delphi is out of everything. 26. Jeez, my God, guys. 18 plus 8. Wow. Oh, do I have still still have Gift of Alacrity going? Uh, yep. Yeah, is that a one-time usage, Katie? Or no, is it is... Uh, it keeps going, doesn't it? Oh, my For... For the duration, which is eight hours. Nice. That's one D8 extra. Nice. Cool. That will be a 29. Oh my god. Okay, so Raina has a 29. <laughs> Screw my 21, I guess. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Toss. <laughs> Morgan has a 26. Mm-hmm. Toss has a 21. Whee. Delphi got, what, a 10? Yeah. Okay. And then Owen got a 14. Pikelet got a 11. Sorry, Delphi, your bog of initiative. I am not shocked. <laughs> Before we start combat, I have a question. Yes. What's up? Starting at 7th level, if you spend at least one minute observing or interacting with another creature outside of combat, you could learn certain information about the capabilities compared <laughs> to your own. We, we've only just been talking to it. No. No, we met her before. We met her before. Yeah, but we we met her before. Yeah, we spoke to her for ages. The DM tells you if the creature is your equal superior. And it's this day, actually. I'm fairly sure this has already happened. This has all happened in one day. It is this day. It's equal superior or inferior in regard to two of the following characteristics of your choice. I can't believe we did this much damage in one day. Dexterity score, I'm going to say... And 
total class levels. Okay. And that's equal, inferior, or superior. Yeah, I'm not going to say hit points because I definitely have, currently, I definitely have less hit points than her. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and what's, what's Toz's dex? Toz's dex is... 14. Superior dex. Okay. No one do AOE spells then. And... Level... We're level 9. I will, I will be upfront with you, this is a reskinned monster. Oh, so... Uh, do challenge rating instead. Sorry? That's usually... But challenge rating is a useful level. I know it's not, but... It's vaguely approximate. I can ask... I was considering asking con instead of level, so I'm happy to do that instead. Yeah, if that's... I'm, I'm happy for you to change your question because I can't give you a clear answer. Yeah, my constitution 16. Inferior constitution. Nice. Good to know. Cool. Spellcasters for you. Okay. A gift. <laughs> a gift. That would be great <laughs> if I had any spells. Oh, oh, yeah, whoops. <laughs> we didn't short rest. I have nothing. Yeah, when you guys were like, we know, I was, you guys were like, no short rest, we carry on. And I was like, are y'all? Okay, okay. I got under like, so Don't worry, stuff. I still have almost all of my spells. You just keep zapping her and I'll do everything else. Uh, we are starting top of initiative with Raina. Raina, what would you like to do? for a taste of your own medicine. Ooh. I'm going to raise my hands to like forehead and form a triangle, and I'm going to cast Wrath and Psychic Lance. Oh. Going out with the big guns, that's an intelligence saving throw, please. Oh, if she's a wizard, then she'll be high on that. Well, we'll find out. I cannot express to you enough that she's a reskinned monster. <laughs> that's a seven. Uh, yeah, that definitely doesn't save. Yay. Yay. Let's roll. Seven dice. <laughs> uh, get her! Get her! <laughs> There's 19 psychic damage. Very nice. And is incapacitated until the start of my next turn. What? Oh my god. Okay, oh, amazing. Wow. As a shivering lance of psychic power unleashes from Raina's forehead and zaps her. What kind of incapacitated is she? I can't take actions and reactions or bonus actions, anything. Okay, so it's not like she's auto-hit with a power... Auto- I don't auto-hit because she's not paralyzed or anything. No, she's not prone. She's just incapacitated. Okay. Good. Good to know. Nice. And it's great because you can still hit her and she'll stay incapacitated. Beautiful. Okay, what does this look like, Raider? Uh, I, I think I've only used it once before and it was on the dragon. Mm. It's like big pinks, like... I mean, it says it is physically a lance, almost, so it's a big pink, like, shooty... Shooty lance. Shooty lance. Um, but probably, I imagine it reaching her and it doesn't, like... Hit in the same way that, same way that, uh, like a like a evocation type spell might. It kind of dissipates before it gets to her and forms like a almost like a shimmery bubble like around Ooh. her and in her eyes and around her head because mm. of psychic damage. Yeah, and you can. Um, I think the the kind of the way in which she's incapacitated is that like she like she physically can't hold her hands away from her head as she experiences what is basically like the worst migraine in all of existence um oh. i think you can see like some blood run from the corner of her eye um, oh no not well, again tosia Toz, certainly can because she's bearing down on her i think rainer and morgan are probably outside of the 30 foot range and then uh, i think delphi and toz are within the 30 foot range probably 
about to get into melee range, presumably. Yeah. Anything else to do on your turn, Reyna? I'm going to give Toz some bardic inspiration. Nice. Yeah! So That's a D8 for you at some point in the next ten minutes. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm going to use it pretty immediately. Lovely. All right, Morgan, what you up to? Uh, so how far away am I from her? I would say, so she is sort of emerged um, probably about 60 feet. Okay, let me just look at how far the raven's going to fly. Raven is the stat block that Green is using. Uh, Green is not a raven though, Green is a parrot. Um, uh, oh, it's only got a 50 foot block. 50 foot fly speed. Um, Did you nearly say spy I don't know what I nearly said, but it wasn't the correct one. Okay, I'm going to uh, ju- uh, jump into the air and fly forward about 30 feet, and then I am going to magnify gravity Ooh. with my gravity gun. Well, I'm going to point the gravity gun straight at Lyra and magnify gravity so basically kind of bash her into the ground with it so she needs to make a con save nice okay do i have any kind of disadvantage from being incapacitated or is it just um good question i don't know Uh, let me look up the 5e guide (laughs) Mm. i have a feeling that it, it only really does like dex saves and things but let me check incapacitated is actions and reactions okay um Oh, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, no, no disadvantage or anything. Okay, cool. Uh, she got a 17. That does beat the save, which means it's only half damage. That is... 7 plus 5, so that's 6 gravity damage. Nice. Okay, so I imagine that in this kind of... You point towards her... Well, it's... it's what's it called, the spell again? Magnify gravity. Magnify gravity. Is this with the gravity gun or is this just you? This is with the gravity gun. So you point the gun at her and the area around her kind of like, like, it's almost sort of like crumples, like like some railings kind of like fold in on themselves, but she manages to kind of hold herself upright just about. And yeah, I move 30 feet forward towards her and also green is going to win up towards her in her direction. Nice. Okay, so you're about 30 feet from her now. Green, is green using its entire fly speed? Yeah, but it's going to be up a bit. Okay. So, so it's not going to be... It's going to be like 10 or 20 feet from her total. Cool. So, yeah, it's a, yeah about 10 foot away from her, but in up. 10, 15 feet. Nice. Tosia. Get her. Cool. Can I close Can I close the distance and get in melee range? Absolutely, yes. Beautiful. Okay, I'm going to use both of my attacks. And nice. then I'm going to action surge. First one is a 27. That hits. Second one, I'm going to use my bardic inspiration because I rolled a 6. It's better. That's a 12. That's a dirty 20 with the second one. That hits. Third one is a 23. That hits. Fourth one is a 16. Meets it, beats it, yeah. Cool. Uh, I am going to spend oh, yeah. another one of my superiority die to do a goading strike on my first attack. 
So what that means is I add a d8 to the damage, and basically if she has to do a wisdom saving throw, and if she fails, then uh, she gets advantage disadvantage on attacks against others. Nice. Okay. So Are you sure you want to get attention from her when you don't have that many hit points? Well, I have eight, so... Oz is, like, seeing red at this point. She that just... with her 30. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is, okay, so the first attack, I'm going to put these in the chat, is 12 plus 3, that's 15 points of damage on the first attack, second one, oh no, 12, and then I forgot to add my weapons bonus, so that's 19 on the first attack. Ooh, okay. Second oh, attack, yeah. okay, re-rolling that, that's 2, 5, um, 7, uh, 11, sorry guys, I'm calculating damage as quick as I can. Okay, you're all good. No, it's Nine. fine. Sometimes fighters need to need fighter maths. Mm-hmm. Thirteen. And the beautiful thing about pre-record is that we can cut out the gaps. Yeah. Make you sound super smart. Super fast. Cool. So that is nineteen to eleven. So that's forty points of damage. <laughs> oh uh, my god. And then Woo! two thirteens, which is twenty-six. So sixty-six points of damage. Oh, oh my oh. days. God. Nice one! Wow, oh, master! Wow! Wow! The nice. comet strikes again. She has to do a wisdom saving throw. Oh yeah. Don't make Toz angry. Noted. Noted. Are you sure you don't want to multicast the barbarian? Wisdom saving throw. She got a non-natural twenty. Non-natural twenty passes. That's fine. I still got to add the extra damage. You still got more damage to add. No, sorry, so I said, like, I, even though she didn't, even though she passed the wisdom saving throw, I still got to add my superiority, superiority die to the damage. Oh, yeah. So the guarding so strike was wasn't, like, a total failure. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Nice. My god, so Toz, you are, like, furious, right? And so is this just hit after hit after hit? Yeah, after she's hit? just, like, is seeing red. I think for a long time Toz kind of believed that there was like a bit of good in everyone but after mm. seeing what was happening here and the added bonus of like potentially her mother was also suffering um she is just like she's letting go of that piece of control which she's held on to for so long mm. oh no that's not that's loss <laughs> of naivety <laughs> I was gonna say a barbarian! No, warlock. Oops all warlocks. Oops all warlocks! Oops all warlocks! <laughs> nice one. Okay, wow. Lyra is already looking significantly bloody. Let's spit in her face. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, she's she is powerless to do anything about that. Nice. Okay. It is Alwyn's turn. Um Na, 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 na. Oh! Okay. Now 20 from Olwyn. Yay! Um, so, what is she doing? So, Tazia, as you are just wailing into Lyra, you hear something whiz past your ear, uh, past your left ear, and you look up as a boomerang comes around, <laughs> hits. Uh, uh, Lyra on the side of the head and then whizzes back towards uh, towards Olwyn's hand and she's gonna do some damage once I've found which dice I need. I know this won't mean anything to Toz, uh, but I am just now thinking, hmm, this is a well-respected member of the community. <laughs> 
Well, and the, when well-respected members of the community wrong you, you fight them in the arena of combat. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. That's why I said it's not going to mean anything at all, but I'm just thinking yeah. about the, uh, the the fallout here. Tony's like, fine. this is how you solve problems. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this is how it works in Tosa society. Yeah. Probably not the elves, though. No. No. Orin is, is going to then move 35 feet towards the rest of you, so she's getting closer to melee range, and... She's going to, with her second attack, she's going to yeet her javelin. Yeet it. Yeet it. Yoted. That is a non-nat 20. So, that's a This is where all the good rolls were, guys. This is where they were. They've been waiting. That that wasn't a very good damage roll. That was just a one plus one. So, just another two damage. But there we are. Every little helps. Every little helps. Okay. It is Pikelet. Pikelet is going to use his bonus action to hide behind a generator and then... Smart. What? Oh, I would say smart behind him, but I think he's going to jump out and attack someone. Uh, he's he's just gonna short bow sneak attack so that because there's so many of you within five feet of her and that is another non oh is it not it's a twenty one it's a twenty one woo rogues be roguing I'd be much more effective if I remembered I was a rogue sometimes hey wouldn't we all wouldn't we all that's twenty nine points of damage oh damn okay so, yes rogues yes rogues um so yeah at this point Lyra is significantly bloodied as this crossbow shoots out of the air from a point that kind of you like kind of look around and you're like where is pikelet and then just this arrow just comes out or seemingly out of nowhere and gets her just below the ribs delphi it is your turn what you doing delphi oh sorry uh, it's Delphi's okay. gonna be. Uh, is it you? It's, it's me. Is it um, you? I've just been waiting so long. Oh, babe. Uh, Delphi's gonna attack them with the glaive twice. Nice. Because that's all they okay. can do. They have nothing. You burn through everything they have. First one is going to be a 13, which I think this is. Yeah. Second one is going to be a 17. 17 hits. Cool. Seven damage. Four. Rebreathe nice. down the thunder. <laughs> okay. So, Delphi, what does what does this look like? You're running up, uh, and and by this point, it's kind of crowded around uh, Mesopolensis. Well, Delphi can do it from ten feet away. Okay. So I think she just <laughs> runs in behind Tars and just like gives a light slap a stab. <laughs> just a light stab. Just a light stab. Just a jab in the corner, like. You didn't expect me. Dang. Wee! And with this light jab, Tazia, you can see the light leave Lyra Opulensis's eyes. No! Slows no! down in front of you. No! <laughs> Seven damage! <laughs> Honestly, it's the end she deserves. Wait, are we killing her? Oh, yeah, we're killing her. Hey, I don't have any uh, control over this. (laughs) I don't know if murder's... You know that Delphi doesn't not go for the kill, right? She's just never gotten the kill hit. Katie, 
I am agree with you in terms of this being a real, real bad issue for us as a team. She kept Tosia's mum in a cage. She's dying tonight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Delphi doesn't not go for the kill. It's just like never, We Delphi's never got the killing blow on anything. Yeah. <laughs> so you've mm. never seen it. Until now. Until now. Yeah. Or like, I think they got it on the snake, but like... And they got it on another snake. We don't often fight people. We normally fight monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's, this is so, the first yeah. time it's a person. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So is she dead dead? Delphi doesn't not go for the kill. Oh, Delphi, what have we done? Can you try healing her? Is she? I mean, I'll check to see if she is dead. We need to go now. Rainer, are you are you within? Are you like close enough to her to be do to be tracking her? I mean, if we're out of initiative, I can get close enough. Yeah. Okay. Can you do a perception? I'm far away. Can you do a perception check? Yes, medicine. No, perception's better. I'll do that. <laughs> This is like some simulacrum stupid. Nine. Nine? Yeah. Yeah, she's dead. No, I want to check if she's dead. Ain't no healing gonna help her. Duffy, you're right, we got guy. What, really? Uh, she's dead, Morgan. Um. Duffy uh, will grab Morgan and pull them along. Like, we don't have time for this. Uh, can I just double check that? This is a natural part of the universe. Deal with it. Ah! Uh, <laughs> Morgan, we have to go. Well, we can't just leave the body here. Why not? It's better than what she deserves. Someone will find her, but it can't be us. Um. I, I would like to check the body. Delphi is pulling Morgan. There is no, like. Yeah, I'm gonna, like, pick Morgan up and put her over my shoulder. There we go. I, I want to check the body! <laughs> Raina, as you're moving away from the body, can you give me a dexterity saving throw, please? Yeah, absolutely. I thought something like this might happen. Cool. That's a whole nine again. Oh, wait, hold on. No, sorry. That was, uh, I rolled a dexterity save instead of a, uh, a, a check instead of a save. So if that was a nine, then I would have rolled a seven. So seven plus six is 12. No, 13. I can do maths. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> That's not, that doesn't sound right. As you get up to move away from the body, a hand reaches out and grabs your wrist. And as you look back, you notice that Lyra's clothes are slightly different to the ones she was wearing in the meeting with you earlier. She seems to have some kind of armor on. And as you kind of peer a little more closely, there's a kind of seal on it that appears to be sparking with some kind of electrical energy and Lyra's eyes snap back open as she jolts upright as if she's had a defibrillator to the chest. Well, that solves that problem. You are back in initiative and that is where we Great. end the episode. Great. Whoa! Many Aces is Am Chisholm, Chloe Elliott, Ariel Evans, Katie McLeod, and me, Ellie Webster. Many thanks to our patrons Nate Scott Jones, Ouroboros, EK Green, Space Ben, Callum D, Ebad, KP, 
and still a piece of garbage. If you want to join them or find out more about what different rewards we offer, head to patreon.com forward slash deck of many aces. If you'd like to leave us a review, please do so on the podcast platform of your choice. If your podcast platform doesn't have a review system, then you can use our Podchaser page. We read every review and it means the world to us. If you want to chat to us on socials, it's at Deck of Many Aces on pretty much every social media you can think of. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Blue Sky, Hive. We've got all of them. Give us a bell on any of those. Or if you want to send us an email the old-fashioned way, it's deckofmanyaces at gmail.com. If you love the music from the show, you can check it out. It's on Chloe Elliott's Bandcamp. You can also search for the, any of the original soundtrack albums just by searching Deck of Many Aces in most music streaming platforms. If you want to find us elsewhere, there's lots of places on the internet you can do so. You can find both Am and Chloe on uh, Rendezvous with Destiny, our sister podcast. Am also runs a podcast with Will called Date Night Drive-In. And Chloe can be found on Twitch at Chloe underscore with the flow. As for me, I've not got much out on the internet these days, but if you would like to support me or would like to hear more about what I'm doing in the creative sphere, have a little look at the episode description and click the sign up to my mailing list link. I'll never spam your inbox. It's usually an email every month or two just to kind of let you know what I'm doing, what projects are in your area or online that I'm getting involved with and how you can support me as an artist. If you'd like to support the podcast, obviously the Patreon we've mentioned earlier. If you just want to support us with a one-off donation, you can go to our Acast supporter link. That's supporter.acast.com forward slash deck of many aces with dashes between the words. That's all from me. I love you. Have an ace week. Bye.